This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the fortress of partitude my name is venom and we are brian betts no you are dick 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 and we are the k podcasters and brian's a dick 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 etc etc that's what he typed over and over with that and he's built a dik and it was funny because of that reason i love that we'll get there we will absolutely get there we're the k podcasters uh, comic book movies, etc., etc. At this point, this week we are talking about Venom. Let there be carnage. I really want to say Venom, 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 but but Eminem didn't do that in this. He one. didn't do it. He did not do it. It's too busy eating mom's spaghetti. Yeah, Little Sims did a little bit, but barely. It was not very, enough for me to care. It's very different. This is from 2021, directed by Andy Fucking Circus. Andy Fucking Circus, you the actor. The Gollum, the Smeagol, mm, yes. the King Kong, uh, the other apes, <laughs> etc. CGI, you know, uh, mocap master Andy Serkis. That's right. Mocap master. I like that. From now on. That is very, very good. Andy mocap master fucking circus. You saw this thing in theaters, right? Absolutely. Give me those thoughts. I was like, hey, that's Venom and that's Carnage. And I had fun. Because this movie's a fucking blast? Is that why? It's so much fun. And, and people hate on it, and I don't know why. Now, you've also seen this, I imagine. And I saw it alone in theaters, and so it's fine. Because I, I loved it. I didn't have to talk to anybody the whole time. I just got to hang out with my buddy Venom. <laughs> it was great. You know, when I go to see a movie, I tend not to be talking to anybody during it. It's the right thing to do. People have forgotten their manners in the movie theater. <laughs> I don't even talk to myself while I'm watching a movie. Can you believe this motherfucker? Oh, that's me. I'm that motherfucker. <laughs> Why would he go down there? Are you going to do an inventor voice? <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. You just want to get right into it? I think that's probably the right move with this one. Begin the synopsis. <laughs> 1996. St. Estes Reform School. Or St. Estes Home for Unwanted Children, which is a pretty messed up name for an orphanage. It is, but also 1996. This yeah. doesn't feel like 1996. This feels like, like 1946. It feels so much longer ago than 1996. But then again, it's just one building. So how am I to judge? I don't know. But the tone is just like, this is some old shit. And you're like, but it's not. Oh, God, I'm old shit. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Oh, wow. This, this feels way older than, wait, 96. Oh. A young Cletus Cassidy talks through the walls to Francis Barrison. And they have a little romance thing going. You know, it's lights out, so they're just kind of talking to each other through through the wall. As you do. I don't really know what the situation is in this reform school, but they seem to be on lockdown. They do seem to be on lockdown. I mean, I get that they're troubled kids or wayward kids or whatever, but um, hey, love, take it where you can get it, right? Something like that. Frances laments that her abilities are getting too powerful, so the police are going to come and take her somewhere else. 
And they show up and, you know, Cletus throws a fit. He's like, hey, where are you taking her? Banging on the window. And it's weird because, like, it's this young guy playing Cletus Cassidy, but it's the voice of Woody Harrelson and it doesn't match up at all. Not even a little bit. Because it's one of those things where you're like, wow, he's doing a really good Woody. That's not him. Nope. Nope. nope that's nope. <laughs> <laughs> They're just piping in the Woody sounds. That's right. On the trip to wherever the cops are, are taking Francis, uh, she goes full psychopath and asks the officer guarding her if he has any last words. And then she uses her supersonic shrieking powers on him, and naturally, he shoots her in the face. As you do again! Feels like the right move. I would say he's got blood coming out of his ears and he's holding it and he just popped her. Yeah, just bit bang, bang, you know? And then we cut to the present. Francis, now played by Naomi Harris, is still alive, but now she has a wonky eye and is detained in a soundproof room at Ravencroft. She reads an article in the news about Cletus Cassidy, played, of course, by Woody Harrelson. Woody fucking Harrelson. Yeah, he deserves it in this. Uh, possibly uh, being given the death sentence, you know? They're like, oh, is it in the cards for this guy? He's pretty bad. Yes, it is in the cards for this guy because no parent in their right mind would have, like pop out a kid, be looking at the kid and be like, oh, last name's Cassidy. Cletus Cassidy. There's no way he's going to become a villain somewhere later on in his life. Cletus Cassidy. That's the name of an upstanding citizen if I've ever heard one. He never had a chance. Detective Patrick Mulligan, played by Stephen Graham. Stephen Contact. fucking Graham, thank you. Sure, Stephen fucking Graham. He's barely in the movie. So? He's great in other things. Okay, fair. He contacts Eddie Brock, played by Tom fucking Hardy. And Cassidy wants to speak to Brock. And he refuses to talk to anybody else after their interview from the last movie. Naturally, Eddie and Venom have a conversation in the bathroom stall about how Eddie ruins everything. And Venom misses Anne, Michelle Williams, from the last movie. And Venom also wants to eat Detective Mulligan. So, you know, this is the conversation you have in the bathroom. Well, Detective Mulligan has a brain, and that's really all that Venom's interested in is eating Venom brains. Venom does love eating brains. He loves it so much. And this is a different Venom that Tom Hardy is doing here, right? A little bit different. Because I feel like in the first one, it was more dark and brooding. And here, he's just obnoxious. I think it's the right <laughs> word. He's, but it's he's like, obnoxious, but like I think he's just comfortable now. I think that might be true. They're doing a buddy act the entire sure. time, and it yeah. lands so nicely. It's done so well. So instead of eating Detective Mulligan, uh, they go to see what, what Cletus Cassidy wants. And Detective Mulligan is one of those cops who's like, listen, bub, I know you got to get a scoop. You hear? Yeah, but exactly. what that. I need you to do is... <laughs> He's going to give you all the answers. Now I'm listen here. I'm going to need you to detect, because I can't, but well, you can, son. I know my name is Detective Mulligan. First name Detective, last name Mulligan. But what I'm going to need you to do is take care of my entire job for me. You understand? Do you understand that this is a superhero movie, and us co-ops, we're useless. <laughs> I'm a fucking co-op. At San Quentin Prison, Cassidy asks Brock, to use his platform to deliver a message, quote, to his fans in exchange for all of his secrets. The bold assumption he's got fans. I mean, I think there's something else afoot here. Okay, fair enough. His one fan who he's may got or may not be alive. A fan that he doesn't know if, if they're around, but, you know, he's holding out hope. Hey, might as well. You got the time. We all saw Shawshank. So Eddie runs Cassidy's cryptic message. Eddie! 
Eddie. Right. So Eddie runs Cassidy's cryptic message on the front of the Daily Bugle. That's a crazy spot for this. Isn't it? How do you possibly negotiate that space for this bullshit nonsense? (laughs) Like something else had to have happened in the world, right? That distant cathedral is all I see. Fractured angel, the other part of me. Just front front page news right there. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) I have an actual IMDb trivia fact. Yeah, go ahead. Nice and early. The Daily Bugle design is the same as seen in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man saga. I dig it. So so there you go, you know, got some continuity or something. Or something. (laughs) Sony's doing, you know, things. Or something. Uh, We'll get there? Yeah, I'm sure we will. Maybe, maybe not. Well, yeah. I'm going to go with yeah. We'll find out the hard way. Fuck it, we'll do it in post. (laughs) (laughs) We better, fuck it, we'll do it live. (laughs) That's what I would like to see is... Venom, unedited, uncut, untethered. <laughs> Venom, raw. Doing like a late night show. Getting out there, doing a monologue over his oh shoulder. My God. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? <laughs> Fuck James Corden. Do you want to know why James Corden and me don't get along? Because I can't eat him because he doesn't have a brain. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, that's actually appropriate late night humor. You wrote a perfect late night joke. Sick burn, bro. Francis does end up seeing the message, but we don't spend a whole lot of time on that because this movie needs to move. We only have 97 minutes, and we just spent nine of them. You sure did. (laughs) On the way out of the prison, Venom takes in all the maniacal carvings in the wall of Cassidy's cell, and when they get back to Eddie's apartment, Venom sketches it all out and then walks Eddie through the clues, eventually just telling him where Cassidy hid the bodies of all the victims. I love this so much because Venom takes over the body, starts scribbling around, Eddie's just not connecting any dots at all here. <laughs> I don't and even Venom's think... like not even letting him either. Venom just crumbles up the paper like, ah, you idiot. To find this on. instead. <laughs> and, and I don't think Eddie even connects that it's the drawings from the wall at the prison. He's just like, I'm Picasso. He's like, no, you fool. And finally, he's like, I will type it into Google for you, you moron. I love it. It's a great dynamic that these two have. Yeah. And as a result... They find all the bodies of Cletus Cassidy's victims. The death penalty is reinstated. Cletus Cassidy is sentenced to death, and Eddie Brock regains his notoriety as a journalist. He did it! Movie over! We did it! He was already posting bullshit on the front page of the Bugle, so, you know. But now he's he's back as a journalist. Right! This movie wasn't 97 minutes, it was 9.7 minutes. We've Boom. done it. The movie's over. Crushed it. Eddie returns to prominence, thanks to Venom. Venom, Venom, Venom. And credits. Venom and Eddie get into an argument about fighting crime and eating bad guys, and Venom feels trapped and unappreciated, and he can't live on chocolate and chicken brains alone. Well, he could. He just doesn't want to. Well, I can't eat Sonny and Cher. Well, they're the chickens, and you shouldn't name them. That makes it too real. Exactly, and that's, you know, that's Venom's fault there. He named the chickens, and now, now it's too late. Eddie tries to work, but Venom takes over and types dick, 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 dick over and over again. And it's amazing. It's so good. Until Eddie finally just gives up. He snaps and they go out for food. They go to the convenience store run by Mrs. Cheng from the first movie. Mrs. Chen, played, of course, by Peggy Lou. Peggy, Peggy fucking, fucking Lou. Lou. Peggy fucking Lou. Absolutely. She tells Eddie that the chocolate hasn't come in yet, and that's not good. This is a poorly run convenience store to not have any chocolate at all. I think they, they bring in a special chocolate for Venom that has higher levels of the, whatever they're called. The science word. The phenylalanines. 
I mean, the way she's treating it, it's like, oh, the chocolate's not here yet. Some little boy who mixes laundry in a big pot came and bought it all in search of a golden ticket. <laughs> he's looking for looking for that ticket. Uh, you know, he's got to get his grandparents out of bed That's somehow. Right. Grandpa One Joe, lazy son of a bitch. <laughs> I like that she's like trying to bribe Eddie. She's like, what are you going to do? Nothing, because I've kept your secret. And then he's like, no, Venom, we can't eat Mrs. Chen. <laughs> I like how serious she gets. And she immediately goes, huh? So they have to go up with plan B, which is, you know, running around eating chickens. As you are sometimes forced to do. Sometimes. But while they're going getting chickens, Venom goes rogue and he stops a purse snatcher and wants to eat his face, but Eddie stops him. And then on the way home, and calls, and that makes Venom very excited. He's like, we need to answer the phone now. Venom loves Anne so, so much. much. And they're just dangling from a building, and they answer the phone, and she's like, hey, want to see you. Got to tell you something in person. That's not good. They think it's good. Venom's like, oh, that's definitely the voice of a person who just broke up with that dumb Dr. Dan. But as a human being, that's never been a good situation to be in. <laughs> hey, I have news for you. We have to do it in person. Oh, Definitely good news, for sure. For sure, good news. Always Only good is news. the best news. <laughs> and I broke up with somebody as like a text at this point. It's not a let's meet tomorrow, because it's that urgent. <laughs> Dan left. You up. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps she wants to Netflix and fuck. <laughs> Jesus, Venom. Uh. Wait, don't use the word yet. This is PG-13, That's a Venom. good point. Save it for when it's going to matter, Venom. Venom, Venom. Sorry. Eddie goes to dinner with Anne, and she shows him an engagement ring. It's not even like she's trying to hide anything at all. She's like trying to massage the situation, be nice, gentle, and she just like slaps it on the table. And right away, <laughs> Eddie's like... Oh, God, that's great for you. I'm so happy. For he tries to reassure her that he's happy for her, but um, Venom is very upset, <laughs> he's and he's having happy. a hard time drowning him out. But I like how Anne also recognized, like, is Venom here too? Do I need to talk to him also? She immediately is just like, wait a minute. Venom's still in there, and, and Eddie's like, Venom's dead. And Anne is like, all right, you're selfish. You're unable to commit. And then she addresses Venom directly and tells him to take care of Eddie and not let him keep messing everything up. It's a weird triangle. It's a very weird triangle. And then Venom is like, I'm going to make you cry. She'll like that. <laughs> it's some sort of insane symbiote being John Malkovich situation. It's so bizarre. <laughs> Speaking of John Malkovich, go check out our Patreon this month. That's right. <laughs> that is how you segue into that. Bam. Bases covered. Promoted. call it. Eddie is heartbroken, and Venom immediately starts trying to comfort him. Eddie tries to, you know, drive into oncoming traffic, and Venom's like, no, don't do that. And then he's like, I'll take care of you, buddy. I like this a lot, because even Eddie's, like, bashing Venom. Venom's like, you know, I'm going to take it this time, because we're heartbroken. So good. They're the best. Together. Absolutely I love great. them so much. The next morning, Venom makes Eddie breakfast while singing Let's Call the Whole Thing Off and trashing the apartment, and then he delivers Eddie the mail, and there's a postcard from Cletus Cassidy, inviting him to his execution. What a guy! He's like, hey, you basically signed my death warrant, why don't you come hold the door for me? I like it! You should go! Absolutely! Finish Venom doesn't job. think it's a good idea. <laughs> 
The postcard also details how he murdered his mother and grandmother as a boy and was taken to St. Estes, where he found his, quote, one bright light. And it's not really revealed to Eddie, but it is revealed to the audience that that bright light is obviously Francis. Right. Editing's a thing. And I love this little animated style. It's almost Tim Burton-esque they do here with the, with the postcard. Oh, it's terrific. And I have to imagine Miss Marvel went, that's a great idea. Let me try that. <laughs> hey, we could just add illustrations and it'll feel like a comic book. Miss Marvel knocked out of the fucking park, though. Absolutely. Fantastic what a show. great series. And there's people who are like, nah, that's not for me. And I'll be like, no, it might not be. That's okay. That's fine. But you can't know that without trying it. No, that's true. It's probably Marvel's most ambitious thing they've done. I, I think you might be right. And there are a lot of hopes behind it of like, oh, God, I hope people aren't Islamic phobic as we think. Please, <laughs> please, please. There's a lot of fingers crossed and, and breaths being held like, oh, man, I hope this pays off. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're putting a lot on this girl. We sure are. She's either going to be hated or people are going to find her charming or both. I don't know. Iman Vellani is absolutely pitch perfect. Yeah, she absolutely is. And they really threw her to the wolves. And she seems to be yeah. coming out okay so far. On and off camera. She is fantastic. She really is. She's just the biggest fangirl nerd ever. And God damn it, do I love her. It's fantastic. That covers Miss Marvel for us, right? We don't have to watch it and talk about it, right? We're good? Yeah, I think, I think we we've did done it? good. We did good. Nailed it. Good job, buddy. So Eddie goes to see Cassidy, and uh, Cletus is taunting him, and he angers him enough that Venom lashes out to protect Eddie. And then Cassidy bites Eddie and then comments that his blood is different. I've tasted blood before. You've got a secret, Eddie Brock. It's a big leap. It's a very <laughs> you know big what? Leap. 97 minute long movie. Why not? Take the leap. <laughs> Go for it, you know? Also, you know, he pulls his finger up and his blood is dancing on his finger like a symbiote and he just sticks it in his mouth, so. As you do again. I get Naturally. it. Whenever, so not, whenever I get blood on my finger, <laughs> I always, you, you always like to take a little taste, right? Yeah, of course. Right? You want, just get in there, take a little taste, see how you're doing. Oh, that's especially metallic-y today. If it's dancing on my finger... I'm putting that, I'm like rubbing it on my gums like a goddamn crackhead. Like, yeah, get, get that in me sooner. Because something interesting's about to happen. I don't know what it is quite <laughs> yet, but something interesting. about to happen. I might die, but I'm already on death row. Let's go. Yeah, what do we have to lose at that point? Oh, I get an extra topping on my final meal? <laughs> was that his final meal that he was eating? Just pushed I don't know. up it against looks the really side of like, the cage? Just basic. It looks like a really sad final meal if it was his final. It was like an apple and some potato salad. What would your final meal be? I don't think we ever talked about this before, but this I don't is think an we have thing. Now let's just say you get put on death row because I don't know your boss is like execute order sixty six. You're like I don't know what that means, but uh, <laughs> I'll figure it out, I guess. And they're like, well, whatever you did was legal, and now Fake you have to it die till for I make it. it. Uh oh. <laughs> and the warden man, he says, I'm gonna need you to sign my shoes and do my taxes, and also what's your last meal? Last meal? That that's tough. I really. I've never thought about it because... Because you're a good boy. No, because I like too many different kinds of food. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I don't know how I'd narrow it down. It would probably be some sort of ridiculous scavenger hunt of go get this from here and get... You know, I'm going to need a, a Baja Blast and a, and a Wawa Hoagie and some ribs. Um, oh, you're going to Frankenmeal. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to need you to go up to New Haven, go to Modern, get some Upbeats. Going to Modern? Of course. It's the best pizza in New Haven. Maybe yeah. even yeah, the I world. Think, I think I agree. 
Like I've <laughs> I've gone to modern and gotten a medium pie and housed the whole thing in a sitting. Yeah. That's not on her. I've also yeah. done the same thing at Sally's and at Frank Pepe's though. If that's not saying much <laughs> when you try to gauge a great a pizza. What would your last meal be? I think it would be a double cheeseburger animal style from In N Out. Wow. It was the first thing that came to my mind. And it's not even my favorite burger, but there's just something special about it. I can't I can't get it here. Like besides that, I would say like, oh, I would tell them to get me like twelve burgers from White Mana in Hackensack, New Jersey. Okay. Because they're the little ones and it's been cooked on the same grill for fifty years and it's fucking delicious. Ooh. That sounds really good. But then you have that chance of like you don't die fast from the electric chair or lethal injection. You just die of a heart attack slowly in your cell. Oh, I mean, that's part of my plan there is, you know, like you want to clog it up, clog up the works, clog up the works, make make it take a little bit longer or alternatively eat so much that I die right on the spot. I thought you were going to say get Epstein and just hope that some (laughs) security guard who's getting paid sneaks on in and ties your laundry around your neck or something or whatever happened. You know, maybe just get like a whole ring of shrimp cocktail. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, go out that way because I'm allergic to shrimp. Just really suck it down. Like I, I just want to what, dip that in that sweet your sauce. Final meal: uh, shrimp cocktail. So under your allergies listed here, it says shrimp. I'm like, yeah, but but doesn't say cocktail. I'm not gonna Got see em. tomorrow anyway. So let's go. Maybe that's what I'll do: is just get like a whole bowl of just ghost peppers. Yeah, just get a whole mess of something that's gonna make you hurt and and yearn for that sweet release of death. There it is. That's the move. Brian knows I do not do spicy foods well at all. <laughs> so a whole bowl of ghost peppers or ghost chilies, whatever they are, they'd kill me in a second. Yeah, yeah. you just eat those and you go, please kill me. Please get it over with. And that's when you get Epstein. That must have been how Epstein went, right? Surely it was ghost peppers. Definitely wasn't murder. <laughs> right? Uh, government, if you're listening to this, it definitely was not murder. It was 100% the shrimp cocktail. That's right. So back at Eddie's apartment, he and Venom get in another argument. Eddie tells Venom that he doesn't think about the consequences of his actions, and his life was way better before the symbiote arrived. And Venom tells Eddie that he's a loser, and he only has his shit together because he is assembling it for Eddie. It's like, I'm gathering up your shit for you, that's why your shit's together. It's a bold statement from an alien man yeah but, but the alien man is also the one who solved the cletus cassidy thing so it's true their argument comes to blows and they start fighting <laughs> each other slash themselves all over the apartment just destroying everything venom's telling eddie to get out and throwing his stuff out the window and eddie's like this is my place what are you doing it's such a good breakup it's incredible and a hundred percent that's the way to describe it. it is a breakup Finally, Venom leaves, trashing Eddie's motorcycle on the way out. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Dave, I have another actual IMDb trivia fact. Oh, I bet you do. The working title during production was simply Venom 2. At one point, Sony considered releasing the movie under the title Venom, Love Will Tear Us Apart, after a suggestion from director Andy Serkis, who is a fan of 1980s British new wave band Joy Division. I would have accepted it either way. Venom Love Will Tear Us Apart would have been an appropriate name, too. Absolutely it would have been. Because this is a love story, and we'll get there. We absolutely will. At Cassidy's execution, as the lethal injection is being lethally injected, I could have said administered, but that sounded more fun. Sure. His transformed blood starts to fight back against the, the injection. It's not what you want. 
And that's, you know. If you're on the the, <laughs> the side. Yeah. If you're the gurney guy, protecting. that's actually pretty neat. You're like, hey, my blood is fighting back. Yeah, the guy laying there taking it, that's exactly what you want. You're like, hey. But everybody somehow. else in the area, not what they want. No, not ideal. Uh, so basically, Cletus Cassidy turns into a carnage. Yeah, he does. And while most movies would, would hide this reveal from you for like another four or five scenes, Andy Serkis is like, no, we're going to see carnage right now. He's in the title. Show him. <laughs> what are we being coy about? We put him in the trailers. Let's just show the fucker. And Carnage looks awesome. Incredible. So Cassidy and Carnage tear through San Quentin prison, killing everyone in their path and freeing the inmates. And then Cassidy and Carnage make a deal. Carnage will help Cassidy break out Francis from Ravencroft, and Cassidy will help him eliminate Brock and Venom. They seem to be getting along just fine. They seem pretty symbiotic. We'll get there, obviously. Because of that heavy-handedness in talking. <laughs> <laughs> I have what I think is the first of the caped IMDb trivia facts. Wow! We made it like halfway through this movie. Roger Ebert had a symbiote named Harold. He did hard stop. There he didn't is. talk about him much, but he had him the whole time. <laughs> we are Ebert. <laughs> that would have been so good. <laughs> I hated, hated, hated this movie. It's actually a pretty good Ebert. Yeah, that's why, like, Gene Siskel put up with him. Because <laughs> he knew he'd Because he face. knew. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, thumb up? This is a bad movie. I hated it, hated it, hated it. Did you even watch Freddy Got Fingered? <laughs> I would like some sausage, Daddy. And that backwards man thing was hysterical. Siskel must have been dead by that point, actually. That would have been like a Roper time. Yeah, it seems like Roper time. Well... It's unfortunate Siskel missed it then, if he did miss it. It's a cinematic classic. <laughs> I have a theory that Siskel was Harold. The, the whole time! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, maybe that's why he didn't last as long. He's just like, I can't eat the brains? <laughs> oh, now I must wither away so this fat Chicago man can keep talking about film. So Detective Mulligan... <laughs> He stops by Eddie's apartment to warn him about the situation with Cassidy escaping death row and, you know, probably out looking for the guy who got him there. But when he finds Eddie there, fine and alive, he starts interrogating him because he's suspicious that Cassidy hasn't come to kill him yet. He's like, mm, this is weird now. You should be dead. I'm oh, going to have to interview you instead of going alive? to look for the bad guy. You must know something about his escape. And also, I'm not going to offer you any kind of police protection. I'm just going to fucking leave. <laughs> That's exactly how that plays out. <laughs> oh, you're alive? Cool. Bye. Good luck. <laughs> it's a lot like the first Terminator movie. Yeah. You're like, you fall asleep on the couch. Don't worry. There's cops outside the door. Don't go looking for them, but they're there. <laughs> Just believe in your heart and the concept of police protection, and you'll be fine. <laughs> you're white, right? You're white? Okay, then you should be fine. <laughs> Probably. If you believe in police protection, because you're white. <laughs> I'm going to have to keep repeating because you're white, because, you know, casual racism. We can't have that. <laughs> we got to put it right out on Front Street. This is Officer Asshole Report, and I'm on Front Street. <laughs> Eddie starts looking into his plethora of clues from interviews and Venom's drawings to try and figure out where Cassidy might be since he's not there trying to kill him. Meanwhile, 
Venom is hopping from body to body and winds up at a rave with a bunch of other, quote, weirdos, and he proclaims that he's out of the Eddie closet. Why don't you uh, just favor salute real quickly? There it is. Uh, new listeners, whoever the hell you might be at this point, episode <laughs> 179. Welcome, Welcome, first of all. Uh, John Favreau was awfully heavy-handed in the directing of his film, Iron Man. Iron Man. And uh, we've saluted him often with our heavy hands against tables as we've gone forward on the show. <laughs> They're the heaviest of hands. And being out of the Eddie closet, it very much warrants salute. It's a big one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, yes. He takes the stage to speak about how aliens should be treated better and everyone should be free to be themselves. And the crowd loves it and they cheer for him. But then he leaves and he still misses Eddie. It's like he cleansed himself, but yeah, also he... doesn't feel complete, whole. Right. He's like, I-, I got to say my bit. People agree with me. They love me. But when he goes outside, he's like, I wish Eddie could have seen that, though. And then the guy who he's taking over probably is just like, he went about me. <laughs> and he's like, shut up. You're dying because I'm possessing your body and we're not compatible. <laughs> yup. Eddie goes to St. Estes because apparently he pulled up some some evidence in his notes. And he finds <laughs> this a was carving. Like the biggest leap in this movie. He Big like time. showed up at, Ra- at was it Raven Carver St. Estes, whatever it was. He showed up Saint and Estes, I'm just like, yeah. how the fuck did you get there? <laughs> I was looking at my notes, all right? And I knew exactly where to go. It was the church that he right. drew on the wall or something. I don't know. <laughs> and he, he comes across a carving in a tree, and it says CK plus FB inside a heart. Boom. Case closed. We did it. We figured it <laughs> we out. We solved it. Eddie, you read The Giving Tree? <laughs> hey, there's some heart. There's a heart in this tree, and there's letters in it. I think I've put this whole thing together. CK clearly means Cletus Cassidy. What's FB? Let me call my friend, Detective Mulligan. <laughs> Calvin Klein and Facebook? What is I don't know why I'm doing the Venom voice for Eddie. I want to. I think that's why. Because if I feel like if I did his normal voice, it would just sound like... Like Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy tweaking. Yeah, that's fair. Time. That's totally fair. Eddie calls up Detective Mulligan, who immediately knows who FB is. Francis Barrison. And he knows that because he shot her in the face back in 1996. What? He said that he killed her, and then he hangs up the phone. Like, oh, no, it's a bad clue. Conversation over. Can't be Francis, because I shot her dead. Click. And I like how he's had this this hearing aid the whole movie, but they really don't focus on it until this very scene, and you're like, ah, shit, it is him. Sure is. There's one part, it, it might be coming up, might have happened. I don't know. This is a very quick movie. It's super quick. How he's like, oh, can you speak up? My, he- I-, I can't hear too well out of this ear. Yeah, he's, yeah, there's something like that. That happens earlier when he's talking to Eddie Brock. Right. And Eddie's like, he read me a poem. Can I go? <laughs> this movie's wild. Yeah, it is, in the best way. <laughs> so Cletus steals a Mustang, and he plugs Carnage into the internet so he can find Francis. Again, as you do. <laughs> Naturally. I have another Cape Time to be trivia fact. Yeah, you might as well. There was a national set shortage after this film was completed because Woody Harrelson had chewed all of the scenery. Nom, 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 nom. He chewed it all up. Oh, man. I don't even know how they finished the movie because, you know, he was in early scenes. CGI. We're going to have to CGI the set because Woody got out of hand again. He just kept chewing on the thing like a puppy. It feels weird to just call him Woody. He's one of those guys you need the last name. Like Tom Hanks. You can't just call him Tom. 
Well, if you go Woody, in my head, you're going Woody Boyd, his character on Cheers. And it's not so much a Woody Harrelson. Exactly. You need a Woody Harrelson. You need Harrelson in there. And it can't be a Mr. Harrelson. That doesn't sound right either. No, no, it does not. But you can't be that formal with Woody Harrelson. And let me tell you a thing about Woody Harrelson and me. Because we have a strange relationship. Because I grew up watching Cheers. And I love Cheers. Okay. It's a top five TV show of all time. Fight me on it if you really, really want to. You want to fight about it? The first time I got introduced to Woody Harrelson, though, and like grasped that he was the same guy from Cheers as like you're growing up, was in the dick joke from Austin Powers to Spy Who Shagged Me. <laughs> Woody! You know exactly what I'm talking about. And he's like sitting down, and I remember looking to my parents and said, who's the paralyzed guy? Oh my because God. I thought Woody Harrelson was paralyzed in that scene. Like he was in a chair just sitting there. And yeah. in my head, I was like, that man's in a wheelchair. And I don't know why. I don't I know have why. So many questions. Well, looking back on it, I have so many questions. But at the time, just like, no. Yeah, like, no, that totally checks out. This is Woody. He's paralyzed. Exactly. <laughs> I have no idea why I put that in my head. And they were like, he's the guy from Cheers, and he's not paralyzed at all. What's your He's problem? not at all. Ah, <laughs> oh, classic. I guess so. Kids are stupid. I was a kid at one point. <laughs> hey, looking back, uh, Cheers, the worst beer pours of all time. Well, they were actors. Yeah. What are you but expecting? Like, but like those beers were being served, and they were like 75% head. Well, yeah, but at the same time. Whenever they ordered a beer, they're just like, I'll have a beer. And then they got a beer. <laughs> We're a bar and we have one beer on tap. Let's go. You, what do you want? Beer? We got that. It's a lot like that Louis C.K. joke. I asked for a sandwich and then they just made me a sandwich. <laughs> All I'm saying is I would never let Ted Danson pour me a beer after watching that show. Why? You're going to get some good banter after, probably. Or maybe not. You're not one of his regulars, so I'm no, not. you would not. Exactly. I would just be one of the guys in the background with a shitty pour. You would be. Just waiting for Norm to walk in so I can have a line. So realistically, everyone there is regulars, but then there's like super regulars. Yeah. It's like, oh, the regulars who get to talk to Ted. <laughs> That's another one. You got to say Ted Danson. You can't just say Ted. That's right. It's weird if you don't. Like, you could think Ted McGinley from That's Married true. with Children <laughs> if you really, really want to. But I also feel like you can't just walk into Cheers and start talking to Sam Malone. You'd be like, wow, you were a pitcher with the Red Sox. Like, yeah, then I found the bottle. And that's how every conversation ends. <laughs> that's, that's a tough way to, you know, start a conversation. I wanted to talk to you about your 1972 game against the Yankees, but you just keep talking about how you were drunk. And that's why you left. And now you're drinking coffee with your leg up too high on this bar. It's up so high. It's, it's weird. And quarterized, Ted. What's up with that? Yeah. Anyway, one of the best shows of all time. I agree. Dave. It's so good. <laughs> Again, willing to fight anybody who disagrees. Willing to. Wow. This is my Logan Paul moment. Or Jake Paul. I don't know. They're both fucking dickheads, and I get them confused. So at Ravencroft, Francis's handler, or the doctor, or whoever this, this lady is, she starts taunting Francis like, oh, looks like your boyfriend got out of, out of prison, pulled a Houdini. Doesn't matter. He's never going to find you. And then Cletus is like, actually, I'm already here. Because this is the quickest move of all time. So they just quick. skip the bullshit, and I love it. They just immediately get to the point. It's like, ah, he's never going to find you here. And he's like, I'm here, and I'm going to kill you. Done. It's wonderful. It's the perfect way to do it. Yeah, and then Cletus and Francis are reunited, and they break out of the facility just as the cops show up. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. This all checks out. Yeah, so naturally, Carnage is going to have to kill a whole bunch of them, and then the helicopter shows up, and 
Francis goes all shriek on it, and that makes Carnage real mad because symbiotes and sound and whatnot. They don't get along. They do not. It's like, hey, she's going to have to shut up forever if this is going to be a thing. It's kind of like Cliff Clavin and dogs, right? Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. Because he's a mailman. Right. And, and my right? man gets chased by dogs, and it's uh, that's, that's a thing. right. It's like sound of a symbiote. Job hazard. Exactly. So they get away. Long they story do. Short, they get away. <laughs> Little known fact: they get away. <laughs> when Detective Mulligan sees the damage that happened at Ravencroft, he brings in Eddie for more questioning. He's like, "You know something, schmuck? I'm gonna question you right here, right now." He's like, "I want to know." What you're not telling me, and I want an explanation for this monster that keeps showing up wherever Cassidy goes. And Eddie's like, monster? And like, yeah, people are seeing some kind of big old creepy, scary, slimy thing. And Eddie's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, busted. He's like, I'm going to need my phone call. It's the right call. Yes. All around. He calls Anne. That's the right move. And he reveals to Anne that Venom is separated from him and he needs the symbiote to fight Carnage. So she goes to Mrs. Chen to see if Venom has come by for any chocolate, and Mrs. Chen is very rude to her for breaking Eddie's heart. And that's when she realizes that Venom has taken over Mrs. Chen, and they have a whole conversation with Mrs. Chen with Venom face. It's so good. It's so good. And meanwhile, uh, Dan, her fiancé Dan, played by Reed Scott, is just behind her the whole time going like, this is so fucked. (laughs) Now, I don't know whether to give him Reed Scott or Reed fucking Scott, because on the newsroom, he's so damn good. That's true. In this, he's there. But he is there, he but they fantastic. justify him being there later. Yeah. And I think that is just such a touch of brilliance that they put in the script. I like that he's just kind of there for the ride right now, but he's just like, I can't believe this is happening again the whole time. He's like, God damn it. What is happening? <laughs> it's so well done. His character is so well written for the little bit it has to do. Yeah. And the characters around it are so, oh God, this movie, man. Yeah, because... Anne starts hitting on Venom to try to convince it to help Eddie. And, and Dan's just like, I'm right here. What are you doing? And, and of course, <laughs> Venom's like, nobody likes you, Dan. It's so good. It's great. It's so good. So Anne takes the symbiote to Eddie. You know, she goes all, she goes full she-Venom once again. And when she gets, she breaks Eddie out of the police station, Venom's like, I'm not going back to him until he apologizes. So Eddie tells Venom that he was right. He was a loser before Venom came around, that he made him special, and that he needs him. It's adorable. It's very adorable. And then Venom and Eddie are are joined together again, and obviously Venom pulls Anne close to Eddie, and he's like, kiss her! (laughs) I love it so much, (laughs) because that is the moment in this movie where they should kiss, and Anne's like, nope, that's never going to happen again, I think. Or maybe it will. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) This is a confusing situation. Eddie tells Dan to pack quickly and take care of Anne, and of course, worst case scenario, fire and sound. Two simple things that are readily available all the time. Fire and sound. They're all over the place. What is that, a band? (laughs) It's a great line in this movie, man. Yep. There are a lot. There's so many. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) (laughs) everything Venom says, but we'll get there. Venom is just such a good character. Meanwhile... Cassidy, Shriek, and Carnage burn down St. Estes and plan their guest list for their wedding. When Detective Mulligan shows up to Eddie's apartment, he finds Cletus slash Carnage and his promptly taken hostage. Well, I like how he gets out of the car, fumbles for his gun, and then just aims a gun 
at Cletus hoping for the best. Yeah, and then when he starts carnaging out, shoots him multiple times and goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's very good. I <laughs> uh, guess this is happening. I'm a hostage now. It's a quick way to do it. If you want to become a hostage, shoot at a symbiote. Yep, I've done been copnapped. That's not true. That's actually the quick way to die. But he's very lucky that he's only a hostage. Right, because he's needed for other things. Sure. Shriek goes and kidnaps Anne to use his bait for Eddie and Venom. And she, she tells Dan, hey, you let Eddie know that we took Anne. We're bringing her to church. So Dan calls up Eddie and tells him that they took Anne and he needs to get to Grace Church immediately. Cassidy and Francis are being wed by a hostage priest. They also have <laughs> father. It's a father joke. It's great. It is great, but I just like how quickly this is progressing to the third act here, or like going through the third act, because <laughs> it's like, first act, Eddie loses Venom. End of second act, gets him back. I guess, like, yep. wow, what a ride! Uh, it's just bam, 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 it's happening so fast. The priest asks for, the, you know, the usual speak now or forever, and Venom bursts in, and he sees Carnage as a red one, and he tries to leave. It's so good, because this is supposed to be, like, your big heroic moment. Right. And instead, you have Venom going, oh, shit, it's a red one. Well, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here if we want to live. <laughs> and Eddie's like, uh, nope, we, we got to do a thing here, buddy. And, and Venom's like, nope. <laughs> Finally, Eddie's like, you can eat everyone, except for the guy in the robes. Can't eat the guy in the robes, but you can eat everyone else. And Venom's like, all right, let's do this. But it's perfect, because... Venom retreats back into Eddie, and Eddie's like, feeling super vulnerable here. Like, can you please come out? Please? I love Venom retreats into Eddie, but Eddie is still, like, being controlled by Venom because, like, he's he's leaving and waving yep. goodbye. He's like, nope, we got to stay. They have to work together. Symbiosis yes. is important. Venom starts charging at Carnage. Shriek uses her supersonic powers, which really pisses Carnage off again. He doesn't like it. So he tosses her aside, and that pisses Cletus off. Well, Carnage lays on the line and says, if she does that again, I will kill her. So I'm going to eat her face if she makes another sound. <laughs> Venom and Carnage have a big old church-destroying CGI fight, while Detective Mulligan gets stabbed by Shriek, and then she starts gouging at his eyes. Dan shows up, and he lights Carnage on fire. But Carnage is a lot stronger than Dan, so Venom has to rescue Dan before he gets his head eaten off by Carnage. There's so much happening right now, and there's so many levels of what's happening. Yeah. This is like one of those drawn-out action scenes where there's three things playing out at once, and it's intercutting brilliantly. Yeah, and, and the, the pacing is perfect, and it never lets up, and you're always like, oh, what's happening over here? Wait, but what about... Well, that's the whole movie. The pacing's perfect. The whole movie. <laughs> that's That's true. Is perfect. They really don't give you time to, like, think about how nonsensical everything that's happening is. It's so well done. We'll get there. We will. The church bells start ringing, which causes the Venom and Carnage fight to transition into an Eddie and Cletus fight. And you might be thinking, oh, well, Tom Hardy can definitely take Woody Harrelson. But you'd be surprised. You would be. Cletus is murderous. Tom yeah. is Tom. He's <laughs> a, a news reporter <laughs> who's, who's wearing a, a lion's jacket. We'll get there. We will get there. Cletus holds a grudge against Eddie for not telling his side of the story. You know, the serial killer's side, where he was just a scared little boy who lashed out against his abusers and then proceeded to kill a bunch more people. <laughs> yeah, so what side is that? That's the side the law I don't said. Know. Guilty, we're going to kill you now. 
It's like, yeah, you're definitely a mass murderer. We're not mad at you for grandma and mom anymore. We're mad at you for like a lot of them. Literally everybody else. Grandma and mom probably had it coming. You, but you, everybody you probably, else, was that necessary? So you probably get off on self-defense for grandma and mom, and we'll just throw you into like a home for, for, for children. But when you start murdering everybody else, that's when, you know, you lose your right to your side of the story in the press. <laughs> right. You go from yellow flag to red flag yeah. pretty quickly. But he's still angry and he's going to kill Anne about it. Or at least he intends to. Sure. So he grabs Anne. He starts climbing up the side of the building as Carnage. And Shriek is really against Carnage fridging Anne. She's like, hey, this is too far. I know I was just trying to gouge out a police officer's eyeball, but like, hey, you can't kill this woman. It's a weird turn. It is. And because she turned on him, Carnage turns on her. And now Carnage and Cassidy are fighting each other. And Venom and Eddie realize that they aren't very symbiotic after all, which gives them an opening. Right. It was the friends who made along the way, and they're not friends. And they're exactly. The whole point is the friends. You know, Woody Harrelson and, and Woody Harrelson's angry voice don't, don't see it that way. I'll be there for you. Unless... You're a serial killer, and I am a red one, and then I won't be. Right. When it comes down to it, we're going to have our separate interests. We're going to be at odds. Venom and Eddie sneak up on Carnage by climbing to the top of the church, and then they impale him with a piece of scaffolding, and they catch Anne, and they slowly lower her to the church floor while Carnage just dabs them up repeatedly, just stab, stab, stab. It's super heroic, though. He's getting It's very, and he's got like the single tear happening. And he's lowering Anne, like, gotta make sure she's safe, at the very least. And he's like, we need fire. Or sound. And Venom throws Shriek from the top of the church, and she screams as she falls on the way down, separating Cassidy from Carnage, and then the church bell falls on top of her, maybe killing her? Maybe not? That bell is bell-shaped. She's probably on the inside of it. Right. The air is going to become an issue unless we liberty that bitch up. But Cletus Cassidy and Carnage have been separated, so Venom just picks up Carnage and, and eats him. He just takes it like it's jelly that fell out of a donut and just noms it up. Just inhales it. He's like, that did not taste very good. <laughs> it did not. And then he lifts up Cassidy. Oh, God, hold on. I'm so excited right now for what's about to happen. It's rare that I get this excited for a line, but my <laughs> fucking God, I forgot all about it. And even in the oh theaters, me alone, I almost did like a standing ovation. Yes, absolutely. Cassidy tells Eddie that he just wanted to be friends, to which Venom proclaims, fuck this guy, and bites his head off. <laughs> it's so good! It's absolutely perfect. I remember being in that theater and everybody was like, oh, hell yes! You are PG-13, you get one F-bomb, and they used it perfectly. It's realistically, like Da Vinci could not have painted a better masterpiece in this episode. Exactly. This is like the, the Vitruvian fuck. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is kind of a bummer that they kill off Cletus Cassidy, though, because, you know, allegedly they're making more of these. They are, but, but time maybe we'll tell. get there. Who knows? Who knows? We'll possibly get there. We cut up to the top of the church where, where Mulligan is revealed to be alive with his eyes glowing blue and whispering the word, monsters. Yup. I have an actual IMDb trivia fact about that. Yeah, I bet you do. In his last moment, Patrick Mulligan's eyes glow blue, indicating 
he has his own symbiote and setting the stage for his role as Toxin. Toxin? Yeah, there it in is. In the comics, Toxin, the spawn of Carnage, and the first symbiote Spider-Man truly considers an ally. He first bonded to Mulligan, and later, Eddie Brock. That's a IMDb fact that has an incomplete sentence in the middle of it. Yep! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this sentence! Exactly. Eddie and Venom go into hiding on a tropical beach where Venom can put his toes in the sand. And I have two Cape Dying to be trivia facts <laughs> about this. <laughs> Seeing Venom's toes in the film has caused multiple people to need therapy. It's true. Seeing Venom's toes in this film has caused multiple people to discover a fetish they didn't know they had. Yeah, people got foot fetishes. It's fine. I'm not going to yuck you yum, but... You have to imagine that if somebody's got a, a foot fetish and they see these venom toes that are very prevalent in this movie, they go, that's a different type of boner. <laughs> that I did not know is possible. Oh, I like the way those big slimy toes dance through the sand. <laughs> <laughs> that's what does it for me. We're not yucking yums, Brian. Uh, I know. I was just saying that's what does it for me. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. That does explain the poster that's behind you right now. That is of Venom, but it's not anything to do with the movie. It's just his toes. It's just Venom from the shins down. <laughs> that's it. Where did you get that? <laughs> Fuckin' Getty! <laughs> While they're sitting on the beach, Venom tells Eddie that he loves him. They have a moment. The journey is not even close to complete. And I love that. And then we get a mid credit scene. And this is one of the crazier ones because Venom's in the MCU now. That's one way to paraphrase it. <laughs> Eddie and Venom are watching TV. Venom tells Eddie that he's going to show him a small sample of all of the knowledge the symbiote hive mind has collected over the years. And then the room starts to warp. And Venom tells Eddie that he didn't do that. Then the news comes on, and it's J. Jonah Jameson, played by J.K. fucking Simmons, oh, talking yeah. about Spider-Man and his secret identity being Peter Parker. And then a picture of Tom Holland comes on the screen, and Venom walks over to the TV and licks it. It's a great Zendaya impression, for what that's <laughs> worth. And then a random guy walks in confused, like, what are you doing in my room? What an insane ending. As far as post-credit scenes go, that is one of the most insane. I don't know how to read it because you can read it. Venom's in the MCU because Tom Holland, MCU, uh, and Venom is licking him on the screen or whatever. Right. You can look at it as a multiverse type scenario. I think that's the only way to look at it personally. I think so too, but does that mean that Venom has a different Peter Parker in his normal universe? That it could get explored another time. That is Andrew a good Garfield, question. wink, wink, and, nudge, nudge. Uh, popular theory. Yeah. I like how open-ended it is. It's extremely open-ended. I mean, they kind of continue it, and we'll get there eventually with the, with the No Way Homes. But. Exactly. I really, really, really like that one, though. Yeah, because when this came out, there, we had no idea what was going to happen in No Way Home. So this was like, oh, shit, what is this? A lot of questions were being asked, yeah. and this kind of really teed up what might happen. Yeah. But that is Venom Let There Be Carnage from 2021, directed by Andy fucking Circus. Brian, this movie's a goddamn treat. It is so enjoyable. I don't understand the hate it gets. It gets a lot of hate, too, which like doesn't make any sense amount. to me. 
It's so much fun. It's so lighthearted yet still dark. Yes. It's 97 minutes and feels like 30. Yeah, and not to mention Tom Hardy and Andy Serkis together have done the perfect job of making Eddie Brock and Venom believable. They have, and they've made them their own characters. Exactly. Fully. Separate entities, but at no point are you like, oh yeah, that's Tom Hardy acting against Tom Hardy. You're just like, that is Eddie Brock and Venom. But again, separate, and then they also have no problem coming together. Exactly. They work perfectly together. It's, it's very good symbiosis. It is. It's two really well-written characters. Yeah. That's what it is. Exactly. This movie does get a lot of hate. A lot. And I do not understand it, but it does get a lot. Rotten Tomatoes 100. What do you think it? 50? 58. Okay. It's better. Better than what you thought. Audience score. What are you thinking? 70? 84. Which is crazy because I don't know a lot of people who like this movie, but 84% is not kidding around. Yeah. That, that's, that's big boy numbers. It is big boy numbers. Critically, Roger Ebert, again, did not see this movie. He was too busy with Harold. Yeah, and naturally. Doing whatever they do together. Harold doesn't want to watch a Venom movie. Fuck this movie. I lived it, Dottie. I'm a rebel a loner. <laughs> that would have been very good. Pee-wee with a symbiote. How has that not happened yet? See, that's that's the book we need. That's that's the Venom verse I want to explore. Pee-wee Herman, lethal protector. I love it. <laughs> Critics did see this. Joe Morgenstern, Wall Street Journal. He said, to its perverse credit, Venom 2, as it's being called, it's not. Nope. Manipulates its audience with all the tentacles it can deploy, most of them cheerfully ridiculous. Lots of tentacles, lots of them cheerfully ridiculous. I agree with that. I do, too. Esther Zuckerman from Thrillist says, At a tight 90 minutes, Circus's sequel doesn't feel long, but it is exhausting. It's an entire movie pitched at 11 that screams in your face, You should be having fun! <laughs> Is that a positive review or a negative review? It is a negative review. Also, not wrong. <laughs> it's completely accurate, but I don't see it as a negative personally. It got a, a rod on the tomato All right. meter. And the last one I have is Amy Nicholson from New York Times. You can listen to her and Paul Shear talk about movies on Unspooled. It's a fantastic podcast. She says, this is, in essence, a slapstick bloodbath about two threesomes, <laughs> both in desperate need of thruples therapy. Um, that is the perfect review. Absolutely nailed slapstick it. Slapstick bloodbath is probably my favorite thing. <laughs> threesomes and thruples therapy is, mwah, yeah, nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Our good friends on Letterboxd had quite a bit to say about this movie. I can imagine. From September 29th, 2021. Not sure why Bay Area resident Eddie Brock wears a Detroit Lions jacket. <laughs> Otherwise, a near-perfect film. Isn't he wearing the exact getup from Beverly Hills Cop? He is. I was going to say, this is an Axel Foley. Yeah. Is that his name? Axel Foley? It's Axel. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I also have not seen that in forever. But I think it's the same jacket and undershirt. So maybe he's just posing. I don't know. Sometimes you just got to do your best Eddie Murphy. I guess so. It works. Eddie's be eddying. <laughs> From October 4th, 2021, even Venom can't resist Tom Hardy's plump Princess Peach lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
letterboxed where all the horniest people review the movies. <laughs> it's true, because from October 28th, 2021, call me by your symbiote. oh it's good because it's a love story between eddie and venom (laughs) exactly from september 30th 2021 maybe the best use of fuck in a pg-13 movie hard agree big time big time it's got to be up there there should be an academy award for best fuck in a pg-13 movie i agree and this would have won it for sure i mean last year it feels like it probably goes against the academy's mission statement no, after Will Smith. No holds bar anymore. Go to town. Like, there should be one designated slapper, like a designated survivor, <laughs> designated, designated slapper. slapper. And you have of, to- like, who had the worst year? Every year would be Justin Bieber, unfortunately. <laughs> of like, anyone picks on you a little too far, you get one slap. I didn't even know he acted. He doesn't. He acts like a douchebag. <laughs> so his life's an act. Designated slapper. I love it. Unless this is what you do is like Jack Nicholson doesn't go anymore and he used to be like the staple in the front row. Yeah. And everyone made Jack jokes and whatnot. Maybe lean in if you're the Academy. After Will Smith's not banned anymore, bring him back. Put him in that seat and he's allowed one slap <laughs> per. Everybody in attendance is allowed one slap. It's going to get crazy. It's like Rita Moreno. You're almost like 100, right? Maybe don't make fun of Jada. I'm not afraid. I'll turn you into fucking dust. I can't believe how many legs this Will Smith joke has. It will have them for forever and ever. For at least the next 10 years until he's allowed back. Right. That's going to be like a big deal when he's allowed back, too. Everyone's going to be watching. I'm be like, is he going to do it again? Uh, Chris Rock presenting on screen just does this whole scroll of a decade's worth of jokes that he's written about Will Smith over time <laughs> and just nails them to the wall every single time. And he just like does a, a Comedy Central roast of Will Smith. The right 104th Academy perfect. Awards is 100% Jada jokes. I will tune in, and I can't <laughs> wait. Really cannot wait. The last letterbox review I have is from October 3rd, 2021. Is it gay to want to kiss the alien that is inside your body? <laughs> I mean, the alien's already inside you at that point. You might as well just... Just mm, go for it. might as well. Lean in. Who gives a damn? And on that note, we should probably give this thing a super stuff score. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? There's nothing else we could do at this point. (laughs) Story and motivation. It's a strange story and motivation because the story is Eddie Brock kind of putting Cletus Cassie to death via journalism. Yeah. But then it becomes a personal battle of sorts for reasons. It's definitely a love story between Eddie and Venom. 100%. But I feel like that's more, well, it is kind of the story, isn't it, also? I think that might actually be the A plot, and the Carnage stuff is the B plot. Well, in that case, it's the one. But it's, it's hard to say. You know, Carnage is, is in the title of the movie, but so is Venom. Eddie's not. <laughs> so I'm going to use my usual argument for a one of, I like this movie, damn it. Yeah, you know, I think that's good enough for me. It's a cohesive story told in 90 minutes. What's to hate? I love that so much. <laughs> Perfect runtime. Hero. I guess it's Venom. I think it's Eddie Brock. That's possible, too. I mean, Venom is the best anti-hero. Yes. And, well, actually, you know, I think Hero in this, in this instance is the combination of Eddie and Venom. It's the coming together. It's the teamwork, if you will. So it is true symbiosis. Exactly. It has to matter. It has to happen. I want to go 0.75 because I saved the day. The threat was around for, like, a night. It wasn't even all that great. (laughs) 
which is sad because it's carnage. Right. It is a very big Venom villain, and you got a very big actor of Woody Harrelson to play said villain. And I'm not going to say you wasted it. No. What I'm going to say is, I want more. I want more, and you you made that difficult to do, but not impossible. But yeah, I I agree. 0.75 for heroes. Villains. Carnage! Carnage and Cletus Cassidy, the brutal serial killer. They're both very mean, and that's really it. Yep, they're very mean. And I guess Cletus just wants to get married, and Carnage wants to do whatever. He wants to watch the world burn. Yeah, but he doesn't really even get started. I think like the match. I think he says that at one point he wants to take over the world and create a perfect human symbiote race. He doesn't even get close, though. No, no. He's still on the starting block. First, he's got to take care of Venom. That's what's standing is. I got to kill Daddy. I'm gonna go point two five. I hate going point two five. Yeah, I, I agree though. But it feels right. Low stakes, not a huge threat. Right. Badass as hell. Kills like 38, 37 people, but... 37? In a row? (laughs) Try not to kill any people on your way through the parking lot. (laughs) Oh, he did that. He did that at the prison. He absolutely did. Parents or teamwork? I think we gotta go parents. I feel like this is more of a teamwork between Eddie and Venom. Yep, I like this movie, damn it, what? Work also, even if it was parents, it'd get at least a point five because they do mention Eddie's dead mother. I'll go teamwork for the higher score. Teamwork for the higher score, that's a one. Because On this one. Damn it, Eddie and Venom, they have their beef, but they get back together in the end, and they love each other, damn it. That's a one. They do, and it's all arbitrary, it doesn't matter anyway. Exactly. This is for us. We need this. That's right. <laughs> Female characters. Anne. Anne. And Shriek. And Shriek and Mrs. Chen for a bit. They're fine. Anne gets fridged hard in the third act. Yes, she does. Uh, Shriek. Gets unfridged gradually until she gets fridged. Gradually gum comes out of the fridge only to get placed back into the fridge. Right. She's kind of like that steak that you take out of the freezer to thaw out, but you're like, no, no, I wasn't ready. Got, you know what? It wasn't ready to eat that. Thank you for being on the counter while we needed steaks, but we're actually going to put you back. And then Mrs. Chen is the greatest ever. So good. So good. Uh, 0.25 for Mrs. Chen. 0.25 for Mrs. Chen, I think, is exactly the move. (laughs) Like 100% the move. Setting. San Francisco. That's what they say, even though a lot of this is England. They do a good enough job hiding it. It They do. Still sort of works. They say Bay Area a couple times. Yeah. That's something. A lot of the buildings they show are, are actual... San Franciscan buildings is I don't think that's how you're supposed to say that, but no, no, no. I'm gonna go 0.25 on this one. 0.25. It's not great. Yeah. It's there. They did a but neat it's... thing where in a scene where Eddie is looking for Carnage, there's a bunch of helicopters, and really it's because the Matrix, the new Matrix movie was filming, and they were like, we could wait for the shot, or we could just film it with the helicopter, use their helicopters, and go, oh look, they're looking for Carnage. That's very good and very smart. Brilliant. Well done, Andy Circus, but still doesn't make it <laughs> San right, Francisco. Right, right. 0.25. Style and tone. It looks great. It does. I mean, they did. They had an extra year to work on the CGI on this, so it should. It's true. I mean, Venom looks amazing again. Carnage yeah. looks Carnage amazing in looks this. looks incredible. And for a third act giant CGI fight, it delivers. It really does. I'm going to go 
What are you taking the point two off, two five off for? It still falls into Sony Marvel territory of let's make it a bit darker. That's true. And I feel like that deserves the hit. It's to hard to do Venom without a touch of darkness. I agree, but it seems like it's one of like Sony's yeah. moves now. And not even just like in tone, but stylistically, it's like, can we make this darker and a little more blue? That's what they love doing so much. And Avi Arad just in the corner, just jerking. Yeah, I love the color blue. Give me some more blue and darker, please. Do some more cyan tones into this. Sorry, I was looking at Venom's toes. <laughs> Point seven five for style and tone. Music. It's there. Marco Beltrami, he's back. Yep. He's, he's doing his thing. I couldn't hum you any of it. I think the actual music, the soundtrack that they they introduce and, and mix in is decent. You know, the, 0.25? I, I, you know what? I'm willing to give 0.25 just for the song that Venom sings while he's making breakfast. I agree. 100% agree. 0.25. One-liners. One. One. Everything Venom says <laughs> Venom is, is so good. infinitely quotable. <laughs> oh my this guy. God. And that alone is worth the one. One for one-liners. Fight me. I won't. I will never. I, <laughs> I'm i like, in my head, I'm like, 1.25 because that line's so fucking good. But I'm also Bump a reasonable human being. Final category, impact on the genre. It's big now. You know what? At the time, it was big. It was like, oh, shit, this, this changes everything. And then No Way Home came out, and they're like, all right, it's not as big as we thought it was. But it's still, but, but it's still this is the second movie in the Sony uh, Spider-Man movie universe, or whatever they're calling it, the SSMU or whatever. I don't you know. know. Before Morbius ruined that whole thing. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I'm tempted. I also haven't seen it, but I'm so curious, like morbiously curious. Yeah, but I just can't wait. It's going to be Morbin time here in the Fortress for oh, me personally at some point. At some point, it's going to have to be Morbin time, mostly out of curiosity. That said, uh, SSMU still going strong. You know, they're filming or they're getting ready to film Madam Web right now. They're talking about Venom 3, and it has implications in the MCU. So I think this is a big one. And estimated budget is under $10 million, which is a big boy movie. That is a big boy movie. Opening weekend, it did 90. That's that's not kidding around at all. Insane, especially during a pandemic. Domestic, it doubled up. And worldwide gross, over 500. That's, 500 million. That's pretty good. And the first one did 800, but 500 The first still one good. was a freak box office occurrence. Well, people were like- and A lot of people agreed Give me that. a Venom movie. I love Tom Hardy. And they went, maybe I won't see the next one. <laughs> well, they <laughs> definitely cashed in with the first one. Big time. But this one's still very successful. Right. I'm going to go 0.75 because we still don't quite know right. how he's going to play into the MCU. We just know he's in there now. Well. To some aspect, probably. There is a little bit of black goo hopping around the MCU somewhere. That's fair. Still. And, and we will get there. We will get there. We're not there. Right. 0.75. That is going to give Venom, Let There Be Carnage, a total score of 6.25. Feels a little low. Fuck this score. <laughs> it should have been a 12. It should have been. But you know what? It's a great flick. <laughs> it's so much it's fun. It's short. It's sweet. It's so much fun. If you haven't seen it, uh, take the hour and a half, you know? It's only an hour and a half. You're not going to be upset that you watched it. 
Or you will. And in, I mean, in which case, I know people who don't like fun. Direct, Maybe that's you. Direct your angry messages to asshole on front street at gmail.com. A hole. Oh, my bad. A hole on, on front street. street. Or some asshole on front street. <laughs> or do that and see what happens. I have no clue. <laughs> no, I'll make friends with them. And on that note, Brian, I got to ask you, what are we talking about next week? Next week. Well, we're, we're going from the Spider-Man Sony universe and back into the DCEU. I know we were just there last month, earlier this month, with, with Wonder Woman 84. We're going back in for a double dip with the old Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. I am ridiculously excited to see this one. I can't wait for you to see this one because I saw this in theaters and was thoroughly pleased by it, despite what other people have said about it. A lot of people don't like this movie. Well, it has a female lead and then a, oh, a team up of other women. And you know how comic book people can be. <laughs> That's a very good point. Next week, I'm just going to call it Birds of Prey because all the other words, there's a lot of The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Exactly what he said. It's in parentheses. You don't need it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Next week, all that. Until then, thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe. Join us on Patreon this month for being John Malkovich. It's a lot of fun. It is a doozy. It is. Um, <laughs> maybe watch before you listen. Yeah. Maybe don't. It's a if really fun movie. Really fun episode. That's a movie you haven't seen. Yeah, as somebody who recently was in that boat, highly recommend. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, and, and if you haven't seen it, you have no idea what you're in for. No, you really don't. If you have any questions or comments, you can email them to capepodcasters@gmail.com. You can also go check out our Super Stuff store on capepodcasters.com. Get that merch! Along with all of our back catalog, listen to all them episodes. And follow us on social media at capepodcasters on all the things, especially on Facebook. We always put up a recording post on the day of recording asking for your questions and comments. Right, because it's a Venom movie, we don't have any. Yeah, people are like, I already know who Venom and Carnage are. And Woody Harrelson. I'm good. This is a perfect movie, so therefore I have no questions about it. Yeah, that's that's the sentiment Go about I living received. my life. <laughs> questions about that gem? I have none. Fuck your questions! <laughs> the questions just wanted to be your friend, Dave. They did, the whole time. <laughs> Why did you try to murder me? Fuck this guy. God damn it. So good. So good. Brian, you got anything else? That's it for me fantastic or fantabulous i guess i should say we'll see you guys next week for birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn same pod time <laughs> same pod fuck your parenthetical title